welcome to Life Bearings, where three Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And I'm Lena Newman. (laughs) (laughs) And this This is is maybe Life Pairings. Life. (laughs) Who knows at this point? (laughs) Because life is hard. Prepare it with alcohol. Or Netflix. Or exclusive vacations. Ooh. Ooh. Or whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) (laughs) So day number one, you're loving all this music. All the people together make such a great community. Second day, didn't sleep much. Very hungover, but the best bands are on today. Third day, my tent has been pissed on. It's raining. There's mud everywhere, and I hate music. As today's life bearing is music festivals with vodka cranberry. Ooh, All discussed, right. <laughs> I like it. We discuss Cacophony, FOMO, and Pablo Escobar. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. There was a lot to unpack here. A lot yeah. of <laughs> I love I love when people say that. I don't, Isn't that I mean, so stupid? No, it's funny because it's like a new thing people are saying. Like like there's a lot of new freight turn of <laughs> like turn of phrases lately, like that and then like uh Oh, like everyone's uh, gaslighting, which is like not a word I heard until five years ago. So yeah. I love when people say a lot of t- a lot to unpack because it feels like a yeah. new thing in my life or something. I know. Fun. I like that word. Um, <laughs> we're a little bit old for music festivals now, having gotten over the age of 33, let's say. Sure. I don't think there's a top. 28. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is probably yeah. 28. Yeah. Maybe 30. Honestly, Probably, I mean, looked, late 20s. I looked up what the demographic of of going to like music festivals is and Lena's yeah. bang on. It was it's 18 to 28. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I think that's when we stopped going. <laughs> it's honestly when we stopped going. It was like right around those years because yeah. so um Carly, you might have some some pretty cool like cuz you were over in the UK kind of during those years. Yeah, I had some much better uh music festivals over there. Basically, because they were for older people like me. Um, well, I would disagree because we were at Coachella. Like, we were at one of the biggest, best music festivals in the world. Um, yeah. But def- but maybe not for us now. Or maybe we would experience it in a little bit of a different way than we did when we were, right. you yeah. know, 24, 25. I think we would do it differently. Um, like, stay in a hotel. Like not yeah, like not stay like that was the whole thrill of everything was like getting to like oh my god like me and Lena used to go to so we'd like book these tickets which we never had money for so we always had to borrow somebody <laughs> else's visa and pay them back, um oh I e Chelsea so usually, um, <laughs> or like or a mother our, somebody's uh, mother my mom my mom, mom your your mom. <laughs> They would always like book these tickets for us because we didn't have money at the time when the tickets went on right. sale. We'd always pay them back. But so it was like, okay, frantic. <laughs> We'd book these tickets. And then basically we would like pack a camping trip like on a plane with us, fly oh, down to California, so rent a car, go to Target, and then basically just like go camping with a tent, sleeping bags, and chairs. Like, you know, like yeah. when you go, like, what oh, if I. so like, stressful. 
when I went camping, like if I go camping now, it's like, oh my God, the endless amount of shit said cookery and like, you're just ready, you know? Yeah. But we were like, it was those beauty years when that's really all you needed. You needed a, a tent, totally. a pillow, you know, uh, sleeping bags. We'd get, we'd blow up mattresses. We'd get chairs down there and yeah. we would just end up throwing all of it in the garbage except for the tent. <laughs> Well, I think one year we threw the tent in the garbage. I think we, we did like, actually throw a tent. I in the cannot garbage. even deal with this because <laughs> we'd always be either be so hungover or you're right. Like your intro was so. I loved your intro this week because it was like, it was like It took me back visually, yeah, uh, to that space of like, <laughs> oh god. By the last day, you're just so tired and sore and like overwhelmed and usually for me lena sunburned like right. burnt beyond yeah. our wildest yeah. uh, dreams yeah um, hey there hey, there is a uh, benefit of going to a, a music festival in the uk don't, yeah. you don't get sunburned i mean you, tell, do, you probably do tell us about glassenbury like that must have been oh see and go- i never got to no i never went to any of the big festivals because i'm a big uh indie rock uh and especially back then, I was, you know, my friends and I were not, were not into mainstream music. So we would, I think I tried <laughs> oh, to get tickets one time. To, well, I think I tried to get tickets to Glastonbury one time, but I mean, it's impossible. You have to like have a bank of computers set up to like do it. Right. And be, I like, think you have to get it like, like a year in advance, like two years yeah. in advance or something. Yeah. Crazy. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, I went to a lot, one, a lot of ones, like there was one called Tentry, which like a lot of them are just, they're very small. Um festivals that are more curated like I went to one that was curated by like my favorite band the national um oh, so yeah yes. it was a lot more it was a lot smaller like the 10,000 one or two, ten, two thousand trees maybe it was called there was only like 2,000 people so I mean it was still oh, the same cool. people were still peeing on your tent it was still muddy but like <laughs> you know they had uh, you know artisanal cider and um you know I don't know it's like eastern uh asian food of like out of a food truck and like that kind of like it's very hipster let's okay so it was very hipster i went to very hipster things (laughs) so not that's cool not the bigger i i've been to a couple of bigger festivals here but um yeah coachella is the the one it's it's yeah i can't believe actually we got our shit together enough to do it because um, if anybody knows both, uh, both are either of Lena or I, <laughs> we just can't, I don't know. It's been since we've been in the second grade, <laughs> we yeah, just can't we just get our shit together to do things like that. We can't do it. We just can't and do how it. How many times have you guys been? Three. 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 And it was all, it was three years in a row. Three yes. years in a row. Yeah. So one so of the 2000, years was 2011 uh, to 2013. And yeah. when was the year that they had the the famous like Tupac that hologram, been, right? Uh, 2000... uh, 2013. That was 13. the last time we went. Yeah, oh, that's a and good we, way to end it. And we were there the first weekend, but also like Radiohead was there that weekend. Our and I think the year before, the first year it was like Arcade Fire. Uh, so like pretty indie bands because mm-hmm. it is and like Kanye. I know everyone oh. hates Kanye. Dude, that was one of the most magical. <laughs> that was one of the coolest show, and oh, I always nice. talk about how much I think Kanye is great in um, like Dude. doing a show. 
right Dude, those years he actually was like it was another level it was a new kind yeah. of music this it is was... Was, like when he was first married to kim i believe so he was like <laughs> he was good he, he was, wasn't yeah. like mentally like completely fucked his... up as he is yeah now. Yeah. And he was honestly like, so he did the, this performance. Like, it's what, in my mind, it'll always be one of the most iconic performances I've ever seen anybody do. Because he had, like, a choir of, I don't know, I bet you 300 singers on stage, all dressed uh-huh. in white, singing. And uh, he came out of the audience. Right. In the middle of the thing. And it was honestly, like, it was mesmerizing just to hear that many people sing in that environment and, like... For anybody who's been to Coachella or maybe even just California, you know that the palm trees and the uh, it's in Palm Springs, essentially. So it's or a little bit outside of. So it's just like and it's in a great big polo field. So the grass is just so beautifully manicured. The palm trees surround everything. And it's just this backdrop of the sun setting and then just having this insane thing happen in this giant in this collective was like. I don't know that I've ever experienced anything like that uh, in my life. It's uh, and, and, and yeah, it happened with super a, cool. a lot of how different bands. How many people bands. are usually at Coach? How many people go to Coachella? Oh God, let me uh, look this up. Uh, how many would you estimate, Lena? Oh my God, I don't know, like fifty thousand. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, hundred <laughs> Many people. It's a lot of people. And they do two weekends as well. Right. Uh, oh, attendance, 250,000. Um, Holy shit. A quarter of a million people. Yeah. Oh, but over two weekends. Over two yeah. weekends. So still 125,000 oh, yeah. people yeah. per weekend. Sure. So wow. those yeah. feel, that was, I was one way thing. off. <laughs> <laughs> I was way off because you were like 50,000. I was like, that seems accurate. Yeah. <laughs> it was like three <laughs> times the amount. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's just nuts. It was just, to me, one of the most... And because we were so young, and I think it was kind of the... Mm-hmm. We had gone to local uh, like music festivals and like uh, some outdoor stuff before, but I think like in that way, we had never been to something like that. Yeah. Well, Glass- she- sorry, no, Glastonbury never, is about yeah. 200,000, so it's bigger than Glastonbury. Wow. Only, but not by much. I mean, Glastonbury is like, that's a big festival too. Like, it's... yeah. Kind of on the same, same level, and they get yeah. the same amount, like the same talent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. goes there. I mean, the same type of bands, and I um, mean, I think it probably has changed a little bit too since we went to the festival. We're in the festival scene because now there's festival fashion. Like if you go onto H and M, you yeah. can pick your festival. Like what is the fashion for this year's festival season? Oh, that's um, funny. It's like very, it's definitely been a little bit co-opted as like a social influencer thing and like, you know, you're not in the dirt, not showering for three days. I don't know what these girls are doing. Well, they, right. even when we were there, though, they're, they're always going to be like, you like look at, you can tell who's staying on the grounds and in, who is there for the music. And then because right. also it's in Palm Springs, so it's like, it's really only like an hour outside of L.A., Oh, okay. So you can um, technically so you're getting there. a lot of like really famous people are there. You know, like mm-hmm. they're all, all the stars are kind of just there walking around. Yeah. So it is kind of a giant fashion event because it's like summer. Everyone's like it's like young hot people. It's like young right. hot adults outside in the heat 
like enjoying the biggest and best bands uh, in the world. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you. I remember looking around and being like, we are underdressed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then oh. we also, we stayed in like the campground. Yeah. Right. We, we were just in tank tops and shorts. Like I remember walking yeah. around in a tank top high on fucking whatever. And that just said, you, you mad bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes that, i you love remember, that shirt and then people would always stop me and go no bro you mad i'd go no dude and then everyone would hug it was the f- dumbest Aww, t-shirt i have ever owned that's cute um yeah i've but, only been to festivals i think where you had to uh stay on site i don't think there was like off-site stuff oh there wasn't like an option yeah so this is like yeah so there's so I know, many like, different that's options much more. yeah um, and even like yeah I'm, this I'm, is, was a crazy festival so I'm going to talk I'm, about Burning Man a bit. And, like, people get helicoptered in there sometimes. Oh, really? to Burning Man. Yeah. I'm sure they get helicoptered into Coachella. Um, oh, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Not so to where just... the peasants stay. No, no. no. Not I'm to where we were. Went... No. And when I say peasants, um, I mean you're paying $500. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I looked into kind of the psychology of why these are, why are they so popular? What's, mm-hmm. why is this suddenly a thing? Because it certainly was when our parents were growing up, like it was Woodstock, right? But that was kind of the first of its kind. It was kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, bring your van, camp here. We're going to listen to music together. So I would It wasn't met- like, I'm sure they didn't have like, we have like 45 options each year. Just uh, in our in Canada alone, yeah. Like right? that was the so... fr- first one of its kind that was like that that I had heard of. Like, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. keep in mind I haven't done a lot of extensive research on like what was the first music festival or anything like that. But like of its kind, I did. Of... Don't worry. Oh, great! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yay! Sorry, for, Carla for the win. Um, but so it was like, you know, like this all of a sudden has become this big thing, and you actually, Carla, uh, mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head with this uh hm uh h&m thing with the fall the 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 reason most people want to go to a music festival um is bigger than just because you're a music fan it's just the fomo it is the fear of missing out uh with today's uh social influence uh you know like uh thing radiating in our minds all the time when Coachella comes or when there's like a music festival that comes near you or anything, that's all you're seeing. You're inundated with pictures of people having fun. Mm -hmm. So then it just makes you want to go to the place. Right. And be part of what seems to be a movement, you know, at the time. And I think uh, like Lena was saying, like kind of top out at 28, it seems to be like, those are the years you want to have that kind of fun. Like, yeah, you want to oh, be part of absolutely. something. You, you're, you're just sort of de- like you, your brain doesn't really develop until you're like 25. Yeah. So you're like a lot of these experiences. You're sort of experiencing for the first time as an adult. You're like, oh my god, this is what it feels like to be alone and be part of something and to be, and more often than not, it's all for good. Like because it's just going to a place to listen to music with people. Yeah, that's really the underlying mm-hmm. cause is like, I just want to be together with people and experience something as a group or a collective. And that uh, that just grows exponentially when you see 
the posts and the news and the radio, like at yeah. the time when we went, we would hear radio talking about it all the time. Like the radio station we listened to was like, win tickets to go down to see the Coachella. So it was like this big yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Canada but it also kind of maybe strips it back a little bit because, well, if you're doing it like, like Lena said, the peasants, um, <laughs> you're just there for the music and the people, right? Like you're not, you're not having to worry about what swimsuit you're wearing to the pool because there's no pool um you're not going on like you know trips (laughs) to the to see whales or you know you're not going to you know like that it's very much a very different kind of not even vacation it's very much more more I guess an experience but I would say that the majority of people there are doing it that way yeah because there is always like always the very rich or the the elite or it wouldn't be VIP if everybody was allowed Right. So, like, the people who are... Actually, one of the funniest things, I can't remember who we were watching. Maybe Lena will be able to help me. Um, Was maybe the the Stokes or... uh, but it was there was they were like doing this fun thing where they were like, okay, everybody sit down, everybody sit down, and then they were going to get everybody to jump up um, at the exact same time. Yeah. And then the the VIP section would not sit down. And then he huh. and then he was just goes from the stage. He's like, "Hey, just because you have an uncle in mid level management somewhere <laughs> in the Coachella Enterprise doesn't mean you're too good to sit." <laughs> and then so it was, he just, <laughs> That's funny. and it was so funny to me because I was like a pretty impressionable age, and I just I just like it kind of instilled in me this thing of just like, "Hey, actually, you know what? They're not cool. We're cool." Yeah, like right. they don't even know who's experience. here. Yeah, they're yeah. not here for the music. They're here for the standing around in the dressing pretty. Yeah. So it kind of like it kind of like where I always say like as a comedian, comedy always wins. Comedy will always tell you what's funny. I think like mm-hmm. rock and roll and music and like will always tell you who's cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, it's not cool to be elite like that. It's cool to be grungy and fun and a part of the experience. So that was yeah. That was kind of a, an interesting little like social experiment to watch yeah, everybody that is, the whole. That is cool. I Which don't remember maybe... um, that exact moment, but isn't it funny? Like we all have our different like memories, memories of certain things. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's why we all got really obsessed with the fire festival, which I don't know if that's going to be talked about. Um, uh, oh. No, you know what? I kind of like it. Sort of like I, I dawned on me as I was uh, talking. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to even think about the fire festival." But you're right. Mm. That's exactly. Don't worry, uh, ladies. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We'll stay off it then. Oh, great, Lena. Oh, that's so funny because yeah. I talked to Lena earlier in the day, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're doing the Coachella documentary," and she's like, "No, I'm not." Mm. <laughs> Because um, I think it's something that very, yeah, I think if you look at kind of the history of festivals, it's starting in Woodstock and then almost like that fire festival ending this weird trajectory that we've all been on with this thing of like it, it, you wanting an entire festival of VIP. You're like, yeah. That's, oh anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that. So any, but it, it is interesting how it's changed from, you know, being all about the music and the drugs let's be honest oh yeah god bless and now it's more yeah like and then there's this god you bless. know 
I was like, hey, let's not speak poorly of drugs. Just be responsible. No, fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, and also, uh, like, there's drugs flowing all over all the festivals. Yeah, like, I'd rather be at a, a festival, festival on drugs. You have, yeah. And if you're at a festival and they're a good festival, then they usually are, they know how to take care of people. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'd rather be really like do. on at a festival on drugs than like finishing my law degree on drugs. You know, like. <laughs> well, okay. That's... I, uh, well, I those I'm... two. They, those are your two choices in life. Is... Well, it's just like hey, <laughs> you're just... either at a festival or doing your law degree. No, it's like just be cool when you're doing it. You know, Brittany <laughs> is a lawyer. I'm a uh, lawyer. I just passed the bar. Lawyer. Nice, uh, nice. And I'm just all spanked out on Adderall and fucking jujubes. <laughs> um. <sighs> no but you know what honestly like i uh yeah it was a, it was an incredible experience and i i thought that uh when i looked into like what the big draw was why we like it so much um i wasn't i wasn't shocked at all because i think that's probably how we started going we just started seeing it and hearing about it and yeah. f- seeing the um the best bands also um i wanted to talk about the age range a little bit and then i'll uh uh, move on. I'll let others uh, <laughs> join the conversation. No, I'm interested in this stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, I, well, I kind of wanted to wonder if there. I mean, because I mean, yes, it's nostalgia, obviously. But is there oh. an option for older people to go to a music fest? Yes. Oh, okay. I've uh, I will answer that question, and then I will circle back to what I was talking about because okay, I sorry, it just has sorry. reappeared in my brain. Uh, yeah, so there is, so now, I bet you for this reason, because, like, the peak, when, uh, when did, uh, Coachella start? When was the first year? Does anyone know? Or Glastonbury? Uh, Glastonbury I feel like Coachella old. isn't, like, that old. Like, maybe it was started in, like, 2003 or something. Uh, Glastonbury started, oh, God. No, it's the same 1997. That can't be right, is it? Well, I bet you it is. Um, and so, okay, so you would imagine that uh, those people are now 50, 60. Yeah. So, oh, like... no, 1970. Sorry, 1970. Oh, wow. So even older. Although apparently that was because uh, they have fallow years or whatever because of the land. Um, but so also. Oh, okay. Yeah, they also... don't do it every year, right? Like, Right, yeah, yeah. But also in times of just like, in, in terms of just like people aging, uh, like mm-hmm. if Coachella started in two thousand, whatever it was, like eleven. If Lena yeah. said that, if that's right. It's honestly like those people were probably twenty when they went. So now it's yeah. two thousand twenty. So the people are now you know thirty, forty years old, depending on how old you were when you went. So they still want to go. Sorry, is when it started. Oh, started in nineteen ninety nine. So you're gonna. It would be all you know. All those people want to go to festivals. So now there's. I know that there's one at the same location put on by the same people, called yeah. Stagecoach. Oh, this like, is big in Bachelorette Nation world. Yes. So it's like the I Eagles stage, and Stagecoach uh, oh. was first, right? Was it? Oh no, maybe not. I just assumed it was because they're older. But <laughs> um, I think it came. Let's find out. Stage coach. I thought it was a country festival, just because I was like, I just base all of my knowledge. It's on an old what I learned from the. Let's be oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but then, uh, why are the people from from Bachelor there? They're I don't so know. Young. They get free tickets because that's oh, all okay. ABC that's can fair. afford. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Two thousand seven. Yeah, so it, so it came after. Yeah. 
Yeah, it came after because I can remember my aunt and uncle and stuff were always getting tickets to go down to Stagecoach. Um, oh, okay. Because it was always like Interesting. The I, have, and... I thought that was the one that was, um, I thought it was before Coachella, but. Tw- yeah. It so... is a, it's a, a country music festival. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's why I. I'm like, it sounds great. Didn't uh, I'm just looking at this fucking shit I'm about looking it. at this Wikipedia <laughs> thing, and it says, in recent years, Stagecoast has been somewhat of a hotspot for fans and contestants of the reality dating show The Bachelor. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I wonder why. Because um, they get tickets. They don't say that. Oh, yeah. I just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's country, country rock, southern rock, bluegrass, heartland rock, alternative uh, oh, country. Nice. All of this sounds good to me. Yeah, it's actually, well, yeah. the bands that are there are usually bands I love. So right. it's, it's up, you know what? I'll I'll age into it. I know it. Okay, but, good. Let me know um, when you're aging into it. I'll come with you. Cause I but I, and I'll pick I you love- guys up from the airport when you come back. <laughs> yeah, so actually, was- so uh, Lena, sorry, we'll go off on this, but, but I did try to book my last, what I was going to think was my last festival ever which is a country festival in Alberta here. And I wasn't living in Alberta. I was living in BC and uh, I booked tickets thinking like a couple of people from work were going. Then nobody ended up going. And so I was like, Lena and thank God the COVID hit. And thank God for go. the coronavirus. <laughs> Cause we didn't have anything booked. We didn't have like, we had tickets to the thing and we had nowhere to stay. We had nothing. Yeah. So, and it was a country festival, so. And I would have quietly died in my tent. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, so, I was going to say that, that uh, the, the thing about age <laughs> I remembered was every time that you look, so like now that I look at the lineup mm-hmm. for any of these festivals, I'm like, I don't know any of these bands. <laughs> and then uh, Carla and I went out on the weekend Um with a sister of the pod, Chelsea Lyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went to a drag show, but at an old bar where it used to be just a rock, uh, rock, hard rock bar. Yeah. And then at about, so after the drag show, we stayed around, stuck around, we're, oh, we'll dance, we'll have some drinks. And they were just playing music that I was like, what is this music? And uh, the, yeah. this lady comes up to me and uh, she goes, She's like older. Also, here's another thing I noticed. We were all in leather. Everybody that was in leather jackets was old bitches like us. Yeah, no, and we'd all been there one. 20 years ago. So. <laughs> you guys we're, are all in your leather, hey? All yeah. of us. Me, Chelsea, Carla all wore leather jackets. And then I we look over and there's like another group of older ladies like in their 30s and 40s just all in leather jackets also. Yeah. Yeah. And I was scream laughing. Because I was like, so then this old bitch comes up to me and she's like, yeah, you know what? This music sucks and these kids don't know what real music is. And it like hit me and I was like, nah, these kids know exactly what real music is. And they always will. Because you just because stop. That, that was us. Yeah. And the next generation is the the generation that's bringing the new music. They're bringing yeah. the new thing. So like, I hope to God I never get to a point where I think like, oh, like, these kids don't know shit like i just am like i might not like it but it's what's popular it's what's oh happening. i'm totally I've, there I've that, i think i've been that person since i think I every like 12 none of those kids they don't know a shit they don't, <laughs> know, they don't know what they're doing music is better the music that i know is better than what most people are talking about that's but I, now we're turning into our parents 12. 
now yeah. we should just like blow our own brains out. I get I it. Know. I agree. Our music now is classic rock. Our new music. <laughs> our <laughs> like music. Um, sorry, but we're what sorry, you were also gonna talk about something else about gender or not gender, about um I am a age. girl. Okay. I am 20. No, I'm 36. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk about. I'm 21 uh, years old. You were talking about age differences or something. No, that was that. About? That was it. That oh, was that was that. Research. The, the yep. stagecoach. So yeah, and I mean, like, I'm sure, like, yeah, as we get older, the, if you offer me a yurt, mm-hmm. I'll go to a music festival. That's fine. Yes, these yurts are sure. cool. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm glamping if I'm doing anything. I can't. It's, I'm too old to have somebody pee on my tent. It's just too much. Um, well, they'll just pee on, your yurt. Okay, pee on your yurt. Well, yep. That's fine. Um, They're thicker. But at least you'll be more like, you know, contained instead of yes. your and I'm busted be very... ass Walmart tent that we all get. <laughs> I'm very honest when we you. uh When we go to the festival. The only people peeing on me and Lena's tent was me and Lena. <laughs> Because we didn't yeah, want to go to the bathroom correct. anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and they were I'm... like, everyone get away. But then it was just like us pissing on each other's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, it stinks Aww. over here. It's like, it's YouTube. Um, oh my gosh, see, this can... is why we don't, we cannot go to festivals anymore. No. Well, so I will tell you this. I am actually going to a festival. <laughs> oh. um, it is a small <laughs> festival. Cheater. I know. Kidding. Uh, it is a small festival in Fernie, um, where my brother lives, and uh, we're going to take my nephew because it's like kid friendly and everything. But it's Aww. like the first outdoor sort of music festival I've been to in a very long time. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Is it like a? Is it like Fernie Folk Fest or like rock? Uh, or? No, it is called. Uh, has a fun name as they do. Of course. Wapiti. Oh, nice. It's called the Wapiti Music Festival. Um, Yeah, so we got uh, weekend passes to go. And you know what? As as, uh, expected, I don't know any of the bands. Uh, (laughs) But you know what? I bet you they're going to be cool because it's all like kind of new bands coming up. And Mm. uh, they're all pretty small. And it's just a little indie festival. And I just think it's going to be a blast. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. When when is that festival? It is in uh oh god August. It is in August. First yeah. weekend of August. Oh yeah. nice. August long. Sorry, so. I just looked it up. I'm like, who's in the lineup? I'll tell you if anybody's good. Um, they don't have it yet. <laughs> Damn it! How am I allowed to be judgmental if I can't see things? If you can't see it, <laughs> fuck's sakes. Uh. All right. Well, uh, Carla, maybe you can give us a little history. Sure. So we kind of said, I mean, Woodstock was the big thing. That was really the one that got it kind of like the current whatever music festival thing going. But apparently the first music festival was likely the Pythian. Pythian? I'm going to go with Pythian. Uh, Games of the 6th century BC. All right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, The Who played, obviously, still. They were still alive back then. (laughs) Thank you, Lena. (laughs) (laughs) That did not land. Uh, It was held every four years. Thank you. For me. (laughs) It was held every four years, similar to the uh, ancient Olympic Games. 
And it was initially dedicated to Apollo, the Greek god of music. And it was like kind of competitions amongst like musicians and performing groups. So that's like Music uh, Olympics. Yeah. So kind of cool. But I'm actually going to talk about Burning Man, which isn't really a music festival, but I don't think we're going to do an episode on artistic uh, freedom of radical blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right. Well, Burning Man is a music festival, right? I mean, it's, a festival with a bunch of other stuff too, but yeah. So it is uh, a it's festival. it's in Black Rock City, which is not actually a city. They create it every year. Uh, there's nothing before that, and there's nothing after. They have a big thing about Leave No Trace, which is pretty cool. Uh, they have an art theme every year, so maybe like Evolution or Green Man or whatever. Um, and you can have your own little like they make these group experiences, these themed camps. There's a lot of public art pieces. And to be fair, when I started researching this, I was like, oh, post-hippie bullshit. Like, it's just a bunch of people that just wanted to go into the desert and, like, (laughs) shoot guns and light things on fire. But I've come around on this a little bit. Um, It was – so it started kind of in San Francisco. So this was uh, in the 70s. The Suicide Club uh, was a group that formed to encourage adult play and urban exploration and challenging one's fears. This was then followed by the Cacophony Society of Artists. My favorite word, cacophony. I love that. Um, Which was (laughs) all about collaborative play, good-spirited pranks, and costume gatherings. And they would do zone trips, which were like group outings. So this was kind of all going around in the 80s, 70s, like late 70s, 80s. And then there was just a guy, Larry Harvey, and his friends. And one day they decided to go down to the beach in 1986 and burn an eight-foot-tall wooden man on the on Baker Beach, which is south of the Golden Gate Bridge. And supposedly he just got the idea from a woman who was burning things in effigy i had thought i heard and i probably said this on the podcast that it had something to do with a divorce but i couldn't find anything about that so um also not related to wicker man which uh it's oh nicholas cage oh okay yeah also it was like a a much better movie like older before nicholas cage yeah that Um, movie was many levels of (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, and so they came back and they did it the next year and they got more people coming. They didn't care about getting a venue or permitting. They were gorillas with community support. Um, and then eventually the police obviously shut it down due to safety concerns because they were burning shit on a public beach. And the, the, the wooden man kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so they were allowed in 1990 to erect it for one last time, but they were not allowed to burn it. So... The Cacophony Society dubbed this new trip they were going to do uh, in 1990, and they called it Zone Trip Number Four, Bad Day at Black Rock, and they announced it in their newsletter. It was a three-day excursion over the Labor Day weekend. So 80 people joined this sort of caravan of vehicles going to, it, this is in Nevada, it's uh, near Reno, and <laughs> yeah. in, this included a rental truck holding the man. Ooh. Yeah, so 1992, they had about 600 people. Uh, 1994, 2,000 people. Uh, 1995, 4,000 people. 
So, I mean, they tried to increase communication and safety issues. They had a survival guide because basically what happens is you go out there, you have to bring everything, um, including ice. They It's a big thing on their website. Bring ice, which, yeah, you're in Nevada in it's, the yeah. middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah you need true. ice. Um, need so the, the land is actually a federally mandated public land. So they did have to get a permit. And in 1992, they actually started formally inviting artists to come and present at the event. But all kind of went messy in 1996. So 8,000 people showed up. One of the things that they liked, well, a couple of things they like to do, have open use of firearms, uh, fast car driving. Um, it just didn't go well. That's kind of crazy because I always thought it was like more like, like what you were saying, like hippy dippy, you know? Yeah, yeah, the firearms thing was a little strange. Well, and all the fast cars. I mean, yeah, that's surprising, yeah. uh, Michael Fury died um, when his motorcycle was clipped by another vehicle en route. Three people were injured when a high-speed vehicle hit their tent, which I don't know how that's only injured. So one of the, the sort of creators, John Law, he actually left after this. And after this, the 1996 Bureau of Land Management would then obviously not allow Burning Man to return. They said that they needed <laughs> infrastructure and safety and, like, you know, a little bit more planning. Right. Uh, so, I mean, Burning Man, to me, I always thought was just like, oh, it's just a bunch of people that go out into the desert and burn shit. But actually, uh, they created their first civic design, a semicircular grid with vehicle access, and they put it into place in 1998. So if you look at it, the man sits in the center, and then there's like this sort of, um, yeah, like a semicircular grid, and it's all sort of laid out, and they've got that all figured out. They had a planning community. Committee. Uh, they had civic infrastructure, so they created the Black Rock Department of Public Works. Because remember, Black Rock is not actually a city. It's wow, yeah, thing that's that crazy. Yeah. So they're responsible for the planning, surveying, construction, and de-installing each year. And they're also, uh, like I said, because the they don't leave anything, they make sure that they've left the land. See, totally I actually clean. love right. this. Yes. There's like not yeah. one trace of them being there. And like thinking of how yeah. much waste we <laughs> just I know we to... talked about because lots of people do just leave their tents. Yeah, because it's honestly too. They're too dirty. They're too hard to like. Uh, get together and get back onto a plane it's a nightmare mm-hmm. and the tent is typically like 60 bucks and you just like consider it a loss you're like okay great yeah. well yeah and you're like well we've got to get out of here in 20 minutes yeah onto a plane yeah. i'm hung over as shit and like, like a lot I'm of festivals this fucking tent up and yeah it, it ends up going into the field ahead. Into yeah. The um, <laughs> into the ether. Into the The Department of Public Works is also responsible for building the man. Now, if you look at some pictures, which I very much suggest you do, um, I might try to put some in the notes. Uh, the, yeah. These things are, it's fucking nuts. Like, it's huge now. Uh, and to start this all off, they have the Golden Spike Ceremony, which happens a month before uh, when a small group gathers to spike the center of the city. Uh, they've used the same sledgehammer since 1998. 
They also have the Black Rock Rangers, which are modeled after the Texas Rangers. I don't know how that works. But anyways, they basically are just there to promote awareness of potential dangers like sunstroke, tent fires, and extreme weather conditions. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so but these aren't... Sunstroke. These are sort of voluntary participants, so they're not sort of seen as like the bad guys or anything. Um, and then in 2004, they brought the 10 principles in. Does anybody want to? Well, I'm like, is this an of- AA meeting? <laughs> yes, it's the 10 principles of Burning Man. And this is why but this why I read this before I really started researching. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, the 10 principles. One, radical inclusion, which is nice. Okay, fine. Uh, gifting. Yeah, cool. Decommodification. Radical self-reliance. Radical self-expression. Which, that, this pisses me off, but okay. Um, communal efforts. Civic responsibility. Leaving no trace. Participation and immediacy. Okay. Yeah, so these are not rules of conduct, but organically evolved principles for this event. Uh, sounds pretty ruly to me. Sounds like everyone's on drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Very of course much. they Make are. Make sure you use your radical uh, self-expression to participate immediately in the art, whatever you're doing. I don't know. Um, so the man is pre- placed at the center um, and so that you can be able to see it from all over this city. Uh, there is also a fire conclave, which is groups of fire performance groups that create uh, choreography that's dedicated to the man. There is the temple, which is a place for contemplation and mourning. So often people will leave like mementos of the dead love, their dead loved ones. And then okay. they light this all on fire <laughs> at the end. So, um, and there's actually somebody that has been going there for a very long time. Her name is Crimson Rose, and she collects the ashes from the man and stores them in jars. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. and what does she do with them? I think she just keeps them on a shelf. I You're just like, she actually has whatever somewhere. that disease is where you just, like, eat ashes. <laughs> she <eats> it, yeah. <laughs> she was, uh, it's uh, on my weirdest... But uh, I, was, I was wondering if she, like, sold it or, like... No, it, I think she keeps them. I don't know if they... There's a lot of things changing now, too, because... Um, the the original guy that created it um larry harvey had passed away i think this Mm. was in around 2019 or something right i was just wondering if it was like a thing that you know or like she put it in like a a thing that people could see or something yeah i don't i maybe now i don't know um because so now even though this is supposed to be history but i said some history things um so now they have like an art department that offers financial and logistical support for transportation and creation of art, which if you look at some of this stuff, it's huge. So right. that's pretty cool. Like how you even just get it on site is insane. Yeah. I always um, like the logistics of burning men blow my mind because it's like, they really build this city in like yeah. under how long, right? Like it's crazy. Like in a month. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I think that's maybe more what got me excited about this than anything else when they were talking about infrastructure. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> I don't want to know about drugs or art. I want to know about, you know, where You're the like, bathrooms are being placed. So they have, it's a week long and they have 70,000 people that attend yearly. So they actually keep it, I mean, it is, it has outgrown its original civic parameters. 
but it is still pretty small in comparison. Right? Like you guys. Right, yeah. Uh, that yeah, is... That's 100,000 at, at um, Coachella. So, um, yeah. but now they also have lots of events all over the world. They also have, so it, um, people that go are called burners. <laughs> and they're, uh, there's a group called Burners Without Borders who in 2005, it was started to rebuild a Buddhist temple that had been uh, destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. And now they have, um, they support volunteer efforts all over the world. Uh, now Burning Man is, as of 2013, it is a nonprofit organization. Oh, nice. And they also do wow. like art outside, like in, like all over the world. They have art um presented or whatever uh and i mean it's there's also a weird thing sometimes people refer to it as like a temporary autonomous zone because it is kind of like its own rules and then there's the whole tech thing um which is kind of interesting so like i said it came from san francisco so there's a lot of links to uh that area which is also where silicon valley is right Okay. And um, so it's basically, it really has become kind of a, just like all the other stuff that we were talking about, you know, it's kind of in this thing of like, who, you know, a place to be seen. There's, you know, like the uh, Wired magazine in 1996 called it the new American holiday. Google's okay. first doodle in 1998 was a stick figure man for saying out of office because the company employees were going after Burning Man. You know, it's been attended <laughs> oh, by... Oh, that's Jeff- pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, it's been attended by Jeff Bezos. I think Mark Zuckerberg was the one that uh, helicoptered in. Oh, um, probably. What a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very much seen, and whether this is true or not, but because of this, like, participation, participatory, I don't know what that word is, nature of the event... This leads to great creativity, which then can be taken home to Silicon Valley and, you know, created into product, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, you know, now it's a little bit different. There's definitely wealthy tech stars that fund expensive and exclusive camps there, which seems very um, not part of what the (laughs) what it's supposed to be right um so yeah so it's it's suffering the same kind of thing and we'll see what it kind of evolves into uh but yeah oh i like this um it's making me want to go yeah (laughs) i know i kind of we did feel like we should try to go to burning man (laughs) we got invited to go by somebody like high up in the tech industry and 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 i was like absolutely not (laughs) there's no way no um, a, I would not be able to afford the expensive part of it, and B, I'm not spending a week in the desert with no pool. Nope, 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 nope. That's <laughs> not a holiday. Yeah, it, it does seem a little bit like, like if you needed to get out of there due to yeah. like anxiety, that would cause me. Oh my god, that <laughs> so much anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think it's not for me. Um, but it does sound a lot more. It fun doesn't than sound I like it it's for be. me either. No, but I think but it, I thought you... it was just a drug fest. So I'm glad that you. <laughs> I know I kind of missed all the drug stuff when I, but I'm obviously focused on the infrastructure instead, uh, which is a real <laughs> different kind of drug. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So it's... Um, but honestly, that's good to know, like, all this stuff. Because, like, I literally thought people just, like, did acid and mushrooms there. Yeah. And there I mean, was no history. Do. There was no anything to there's, it. There's a lot of, like, very naked people still. And a lot of the people that run it, going kind of back to what Bernie was talking about, I mean, these are people in their 50s and 60s, right? And yeah. they're still going every year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. In, yeah, that's awesome. Experience. Very, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, Lena, what are you pairing music festivals with this week? Well, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm pairing it with um, a documentary Ooh. about uh, the Fire Festival. Oh, I've heard of such a thing. Of course. I the greatest it. party that never happened. Oh. So I just, I recently just rewatched it just to, you know, make right. sure. Um, so do you guys know anything about the Fire Festival? Like, I kind of I've seen the Netflix one. Yeah, I did too. Right. It's, it's the ultimate, like, is it short, short? I can never say that word. Short and forever, where like you kind of are enjoying other people being sad. Yeah. Well, it was almost like. Oh, sure. I don't want to step on anything Lena has to say, so maybe I'll just wait till you tell everybody kind of what happened, and then I'll, I'll shit all over Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think yeah, I think Carla, I think you're right. With this was like such a win for like poor people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this festival came from the um, the idea of uh, Billy McFarland and Ja Rule. <laughs> so, I mean, right there, you know that, I mean, this is going to be garbage because Ja Rule yeah. sucks. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but these guys, so they wanted to make this, like, exclusive festival like a dream so it was supposed to be like first of all it was supposed to be held on pablo escobar's private island (laughs) oh that's the pablo yeah i was waiting for the pablo escobar drop yeah i don't think i knew that that's dangerous but he's not alive anymore right or is he in jail uh i think he's dead I think it's, it's okay. it doesn't matter because <laughs> it never ended up coming to like fruition. You know, that's the right. word. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it fruition? Fruition? <laughs> I don't know. You're like more mm. like pooishin. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these guys they wanted to um so create this festival. They had about five months. Which is not oh, long enough. Planet, no. yeah, they were like, no, it's absolutely not. And like all these other uh, festival people, people that actually like ran festivals, were like, this is an embarrassment. They're never going to do this because yeah. it takes years to get like vendors, the lands, to get everything in place. Yeah, and not to mention it was a remote location, so it wasn't accessible right. to anything else. So everything they were doing had to be flown in. Mm. so yeah, it wasn't like absolutely. so it, 
it was it was on this small little island where they're like the the general population was like pretty low so they couldn't withstand this many people coming there anyways if it wasn't set up properly right well so the first idea of it of this fire festival was to be on this like so this pablo escobar like his private island was really just a private island there was nothing there there was no infrastructure there was nothing so of course they ended up having to move it oh Um, so this is all in the bahamas by the way right so they they moved it to exuma which is okay in the bahamas okay and there's infrastructure but these people were just like blown out of the water like all of a sudden like they had to like kind of cater to this festival yeah, so and I they just were promised at- money. Yeah, you know, that's like the to thing the yeah, like they were promised money to like set up tents, like to um, you know, just get everything in order, uh, catering. Like there was like one lady with her restaurant that was like catering to stuff. Well, from and, what uh, I can see here, it's the population of the island is six thousand nine hundred twenty-eight. So that's like. Uh, not even one like there's just not enough people to help the amount of people that were going to be coming in how how many people were supposed to go um 10 10 000. Ugh, yeah that's so you're almost you're so almost 10, 000, to one. so with their like exclusive like packages it was supposed to be this like exclusive thing you're supposed to get like um a private jet <laughs> you're supposed to sleep in yachts some oh. people like for the so you'd either spend like twelve hundred dollars for like a basic thing and wow. the VIP was twelve thousand dollars. So all these people were just like totally out of money. Yeah. Well, and so but what I from what I remember and I'm just sort of like recalling on memory from this documentary, is that so even if uh, those people would have like landed there and they had even half of what they promised, there just like wasn't the infrastructure wasn't there to support them. So like you have to take into consideration logistics like water and toilets mm-hmm. and like where where are you going to dump those toilets? Can you get keep that clean? And then uh, the places that they were putting them up in were supposed to be these luxurious uh things and they were like yurts i think like yurts and i just looked up like what was being set up and they are like not yurts they're like basically like like makeshift army tents kind of yeah or they're like some kind of fema um they are uh, they were left over from uh, a hurricane oh my god so that's what they had and the people that were the, the people that signed up for like the vip thing and like because they were promised, like, um, yeah, like, their own private, like, villas. That's that's what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they kicked some people out of their, they paid some people in this island kind of to get out of their house so they could kind of Airbnb Ugh. it. Right. But, yeah, it was not set up at all. It was, like... It was it's, such it's, a catastrophe. And the thing that's so crazy is that like they had the chance to end this shit. 
so many right. times before they- yes so many times but like before people were paying stuff they were um like telling people to like uh, you know put money on their uh their wristbands like their cards like their festival cards before oh. anything was even set up it the whole thing sounds like a scam though but here's the thing i think from well, like the music industry's perspective it wasn't but that no. one guy was a but i think that one guy was, was a nightmare yeah. yeah so yeah this guy billy mcfarland did i talk about him? yeah you mentioned it yeah he's the other half right or the he's the main guy in this okay and then he so got, he... he got ja rule because ja rule has nothing fucking else to do so mm-hmm. but he's, he's got, got a name and isn't it amazing? Like, isn't it totally amazing that, like, yeah, Jaw Roll, what? He had a couple of songs. He was whatever. Yeah. But he was well, a name. Rich. And they could attach, like, they could attach his, his like, 20-year-old success to yeah. uh, this new idea. And it was, like, but also this is, this goes back, I think, like, if, if we could circle back um, to the... <laughs> um to unpack this a little further let's unpack this a little further let's circle back uh all right let's do it what the fomo Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right this is all this is is just rich people uh with fomo and a big event happening and if you're not a part of it you're nobody yeah yeah the one of the main things that they did to like get people going was um they paid like uh influencers like right social media influencers like up to a qu- quarter million dollars just to post oh. anything about this festival so they also had to play all those people like kendall jenner who fucking cares justin bieber yeah. um his wife right like all but these you- people and it was just like it just it was such a terrible idea and if you watch the documentary all of what Billy McFarlane and Jarrell are doing. They're just sitting around like drinking. Yeah. Being like, this is yeah. the best festival ever. And they don't put any work into it. Like they literally are so delusional. It well, does sound like the plan that was made like between two rich boys at like yes, and three o'clock in the have morning. No and then they just kept going. What well, goes so like, into when, making anything. When is the- when does the part happen where someone else does all this stuff for us and then we just get all the glory? When does that happen? It was literally insane. Like some of the video, like from this documentary, because they were making a, a documentary. Right. Not to make them look bad, which is what it ended up being. Right. Yeah. So they have all this footage and they're just like, oh, we'll get these models up in here and they're, they're drinking, they're smoking cigars. They, they literally don't know anything. Yeah. Well, it goes back to like the, I- the idea of thinking that everything's just going to be ready when you get there. Right. Like, and they're like, this is a beautiful place. This will be so, but you don't realize unless you're the laborer, yeah. uh, it's impossible to get anything. Like it does always like uh, make me laugh when somebody comes up and like says to like a tradesperson or whatever, they'll like come up and they'll be like, Hey, can you just, uh, could you just like rip this out and put this here how why is it taking so long and you're like do you know like do you know heavy these pieces of stone are that one person has to move to like install this thing like it's so no one knows what the logistics of doing things are yeah so if you're setting up 
dude, think about just just for insurance purposes, just to make sure oh. everybody was safe, the bare minimum of setup there would have had to have been in in like you know, uh it, sometimes some of these festivals to just launch take like 5 years to launch. Yeah. Because you're like building yeah, relationships. Yeah, these guys took five months because they were like, "We're just gonna do it." Yeah, ha like, ha ha. And it was like just they like had the Burning shit Man. Coming. It takes a month for them to set up, but they have obviously spent well. It's an established uh, twenty festival. years. Yeah, twenty yeah. years. They have like their own civic public works group. Like, but you're saying a month, but it's not. It's a full year of planning. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, sorry, but I mean, just like physically on site. Yeah, physically and on site. And that's not. Yeah. And that's not. Uh, that's like a month. That's not. They're not putting up yurts. No, they're and not putting up like little lagoons where people are anything doing like that. Like this is. Well, neither was Jaw Rule. <laughs> that's true. Um, you think of just the yeah, just the just the food that would have to be flown in. Yeah, because you're honestly you're you're on an island. So, and there's no major city in the Bahamas. Like, it's not like there's a factory things or like things have to be. Well, this is the thing is they couldn't actually do it on the, on the private Island. So they went to, um, well, the Bahamas. Yeah. But you're not near a major city. So you still would have to have things shipped into the Bahamas. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like there's no trucking route that can like get things there in under 24 hours. Like it has to all be come in on ship and then unloaded and on like, Oh my god. I remember watching this and again, I had to like, we talked about last episode about how cringy things were. This was another mm-hmm. thing where I was like, oh god. <laughs> I could just see it failing from the beginning and I was like having just a, like fever dreams watching it. Yeah. I mean, does do places like Hawaii have festivals? Oh yeah, they like have they festivals. It's not like they have a big oh, festival. Sure. But they're also, Honolulu okay. is a major city and it has... I suppose. Like this, this I can imagine have even to do with the area. No, no, no. I just could imagine even even the strain that that would put on their local but it resources also, in Hawaii. Yeah, that's what I, that's the, the route I'm going down. It absolutely has yeah. to do with the area because if you didn't if you didn't like prepare for that, that area couldn't possibly sustain that hit. Like yeah. if there was ten thousand people coming into this festival plus the employees staffing it and there's 6000 people on the island you're almost 2 to 1ing the people on the island yeah so yeah. that so if something goes wrong which it did they yeah. that particular you're in a you've created an app you've created like a, a an epidemic you've created something yeah. pretty pretty scary yeah cuz there's not yeah. enough food there was there's a lot no... of locals um on that island uh, that didn't get paid. Yeah. And that's that really, really fucking sad. Yeah. Like, they worked their asses off because they thought they were, you know, gonna get yeah. some money out gonna of this. Paid. Yeah. This was supposed to be a huge, big festival, and I mean, yep. there's the one lady um, who was making all the food for people. Right, yes, I remember. And I think her. she got a, a GoFundMe that's started right, yes. for her yes. because it was she lost like her whole business because of oh, fucking fuck. jaw rule <laughs> do you know what's frustrating too is just like if two of those people teamed up like that were going to that festival like the kardashians or like the any of these people 
and they honestly just took it upon themselves to pay those people that were like yeah. you know what i mean like these are the the kardashians are almost billionaires like they have one of the biggest they they had they would have had the ability to remedy that situation and be like hey we're gonna pay these workers because yeah. we don't want to see the other thing is though and as much as like they are billionaires that's this is not their problem to clear up no but i'm saying like that just like the how sad that is that there are all these people that were going to this festival know that like they probably got ripped off too but had the ability to make this right. And like, this actually would have been a, a PR dream for anybody if they were, yeah. had half a brain and didn't care that much about money and been like, Hey, I can actually just live on three fucking million a month. I don't need a hundred million a month to live. Yeah. I think like, this is why this is just such a, this was such a garbage, terrible, terribly planned situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's making me want to drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what are we drinking for this music festival well um this is a fun one <laughs> i have chosen <laughs> a, a very simple recipe uh because it is something that lena and i uh when in when when in doubt don't ever go without this we just <laughs> created something out of nothing uh, they wouldn't let us uh, have booze at the uh, festival. So you're not allowed to bring booze onto the grounds, like alcohol, oh, right. uh, liquor. Yeah, I think you could bring beer. You could bring stuff if it was in a can. You could bring yes. those sorts of yeah. things, but you can't bring hard yeah. alcohol. But right. Right. you cannot drink beer for yeah. five days straight, all day, every day. Like you're just, yeah. your body gives out on you. So we yeah. were like, and there it wasn't an option in our 24-year-old brains to not drink. <laughs> of course not. No. Uh, so, and the only way uh, to get into town from the festival was uh, you'd have to take a bus and it would go to the Ralphs or the Steins or whatever that was there down in California. Uh, <laughs> and so what I did was I took a bus into town. Brittany took then- one for the team. I... Aww. I was man- manning the fort. <laughs> yeah, I was manning. Thank you, Brittany. I was manning the fort. <laughs> um, I had to. I had to have somebody to come home to. Uh, so I get on this bus and I, I swept out. the tents. It looked gorgeous. <laughs> you did actually clean it all out. Uh, because yeah, I you all- bet your fucking sweet ass. I did. <laughs> your sweet silly ass. I did. Um, uh, <laughs> so I get on this bus. I go into town. Oh, I get to the Steins or the Ralphs or whatever it was, and they. Um, I go to use my debit, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't. That's Canadian debit. We don't know what that is." And I was like, "Okay, I'll just go to the uh, oh, bank shit. machine and pull out some money." Uh, in the meantime, the bank has flagged my account, right? For using, of course, a for using a card. In they were like, "You've been in Phoenix." They like noted three cities. They're like, "You've been in Calgary, yeah. Phoenix, Palm Springs." I was like. It's almost as if I had a layover in Phoenix, huh? <laughs> uh, so they flagged my account. Right? So I have to call the bank, and then I'm like, oh my god. I'm like panicking. I'm like, actually, I'm like, how am I going to get back? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay. So I go, they finally, un, you know, they, they take the flag off. I go to the ATM. I get some cash. And then I get a just a, one of those giant things of... Uh, cranberry juice 
and then I go to the liquor store, I empty out (laughs) half of it, and then I pour (laughs) just a full, like, 40 into the cranberry. Nice. Uh, so there's just no cranberry. There's hardly any There's, like, the, the littlest tint of yeah. cranberry. Look, it was cranberry for color. It looked like uh, water with, like, a little bit of food coloring in it. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. You gotta... That, that vodka is a lot more expensive, so... I seal mm-hmm. it up. I get to... Uh, now I have to get back on the bus with stinking of vodka, because, of course, I poured it all over myself. Yeah. Uh, I get back on the bus, and then I go to the guy, and he's just like what's in the jug and i was like cranberry juice and he's like you sure and i was like can i talk to you uh, over here and he was like okay and i was like look man i have a bladder infection and i don't know what to do about it <sighs> and he was like just go <laughs> get on you miss little little that, that is perfect so we get in <laughs> and i was like we're like mission accomplished uh so we're drinking the cranberry juice now we can drink it at the tent but we can't right. bring it into the grounds because they are two separate uh, things. Like you can oh, the tenting okay. area yeah. and then going into the festival, you have to buzz in all this stuff and they check your purse yeah. or whatever bag you bring. And they like, they give you like a, like a, a pat down when you go in. So right. this is when uh, I created uh, which I, uh, a thing that I'm very proud of. And I now mm-hmm. see all kinds of contraptions that are built for this. But I did it the old-fashioned way. I took two Ziploc plastic bags. I poured yeah. in the cranberry juice, zipped them up, and then put them in my bra <laughs> and created uh, what we now know today as booze boobs. <laughs> nice. So we, like, that snuck. was incredible. That was, was very good. It was very okay. fun. And then we got into the festival. Uh, and I was pouring people drinks out of my tits, and <laughs> I was really, it was, it was very fun, uh, and yeah. a little lighthearted. Um, and then I looked up now, I was like, oh, I want to see if there's like, if people are still doing this stuff, if they're dumb like me. Yeah. And yeah, yeah now there's all kinds of bras you can buy and like <laughs> contraptions you can buy for sneaking booze into music festivals. Yeah. <laughs> uh... There you go. You started Pretty, the could thing. have made millions. I know. I could have made Damage. millions. Millions yep. and millions. Um, but that, one, yeah, that was fun as shit. That was so fun. Oh, this one specifically is called the wine rack. <laughs> that's a fun thing. <laughs> uh, play on oh, words. I but I saw people do it with sunscreen. Um, oh yeah, that one I I've oh, seen before, yeah, I've but seen I, that I, too, I could yeah. I could never like I would just. We take the sunscreen. There's no way you can get that bottle clean enough. Yeah, I don't. I think you're right. Yeah, I, see well, that, I, I agree. That's. Um, here's I mean, a fun it's a great one. idea, but yeah. Uh, here's a fun one: flask tampons. So they're essentially like oh. the packaging looks like tampons, but you unscrew it and it's just a flask. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, we got the beer belly. Uh, is what it sounds. <laughs> it's obviously like a uh, fake pregnancy yeah. thing, almost. Right. Um, there's boxer briefs that allow a, uh, allow you to slip a Mickey in the front. Okay. Yeah. We, we got the wine tote. See this one, they'd know cause they check inside. So this one wouldn't be right. good. Ooh. I have seen this tote. It holds a whole bottle of wine. Apparently. A pair. Ooh, I see the sunscreen flask, but it's a, it's a clean bottle, but it just has a, a, uh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it says like tropical tan on the outside of it and stuff, but right, still yes. very good. Very clever. Oh, um, nice. Oh, I see the uh, disguised umbrella flask. 
Oh. So carry an umbrella in Oh, is that like in your, like, the umbrella handle? Yep, in the umbrella handle. Ah, that's good. Um, You could do that with a cane as well if you were... Yes, uh, that's... This is for grandpas. Yeah. (laughs) See, there is no age limit. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. So that's that's that. That's That's how you get alcohol into the. That's how you get the alcohol into the festivals. That's fun. Fun. Or if I mean, if you're at Coachella, like on the last day, they really don't care. You know, by the end, you're right. They tell you they're like, "Hey, do you have any drugs or alcohol on you?" And you're like, "No," and they're like. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you're a loser. Then, yeah. Um, well, no, seriously, actually, like a girl to, yeah, one of the securities. <laughs> she told me to do that. Actually, oh, one of the right. security guy That's goes, uh, "Where, uh, where's your drugs?" And I go, "Don't have any." He goes, "Look, man, just tell me where they are so I don't touch them." <laughs> oh. And okay. I go, yeah. I go, we're from Canada. But he's he like, they're in my pussy. I was like, I was like, you're gonna have to dig deep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Now you guys, all all this talk has got me thinking about music festivals. I know, we do. Tell us if there's an 85 year old one where we have like, you know, transportation to from. There's no walking. That's a, that's a nursing meal. home. <laughs> oh okay i want to go to the nursing home. which i cannot like, you, wait to be do you think that uh do you think kanye west will be there no i he might I not can't imagine he might be well, in some kind he of might other be, um... facility soon yeah he <laughs> might be uh you know put in a straitjacket anytime yeah, yeah anytime any i just don't think that we can afford like kanye's <laughs> yeah his retirement his home is be his home I mean, yeah it's yeah. gonna be too much um (laughs) all right you guys well we did it again um we're very grateful that you listen thank you for uh being a part of the team uh we love you uh if you want any more information on the pod or us or my comedy dates or carla's book or anything like that uh you can head over to (laughs) or lena's uh, mental illness or lena's mental illness (laughs) subscribe to lena's mental illness.com and i will (laughs) tell you everything about how fucked up i am if you're in the uk it's dot org but still the same content (laughs) (laughs) it's dot uk dot uk UK, uh, <laughs> um, or if you uh, want to become a member of our Patreon, uh, that's a, a fun little thing we have going. Uh, we have three different membership levels. Uh, for three bucks, you can get bonus episodes. Uh, for seven bucks, you can get bonus episodes and behind-the-scene content. And uh, for thirteen fifty, for some reason, you can get bonus episodes, <laughs> behind-the-scene content, and merch uh, monthly as well. So uh, every other month, merch every other month. Oh, merch oh, every other month. A little behind on and that. And the merch. Looking also, super dope. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm waiting for mine to show up in the mail. Uh, yeah, excited. and there will be a link, uh, a link to uh, the new merch that Carla has designed, which uh, the lovely uh, Victoria Banner uh, has designed the logos on as well. So, yeah, um, have a look at that. We've got new stuff coming. Uh, we're always doing new episodes every week. We're uh, grateful that you continue to listen, and we uh, we hope to see you soon. And we are coming up for our 100th episode pretty soon. Oh, um, my so God. Watch out for extra <laughs> stuff to go on that. I think there's going to be some voting involved, um, probably on our Instagram. So exciting. Totally exciting. Yeah. 
Hit it up. But thanks, guys. Catch you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.